everybody. Welcome to the Tech Rapper Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. And Rotten Editor-in-Chief. Rutledge Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, the Terrestrialize editor. The Terrestrial... Oh, that's the Pokemon Whoa, thing, right? That's a stupid yeah. Pokemon thing. I didn't <laughs> want to just be Pokemon the Pokemon one? editor, and it was a big announced- week for news. Announced last week that these two were dead and no longer on here. But why? So why are they back, Scrappy? Well, because now I seen a DM. Oh. You challenged. You guys said that's true. If you have a problem with that, send a message. So that I sent a message. We were going to do anything about it, but Rudd did it. So we know Rudd didn't listen right. to the last week. Don't so ever allow Stretch to do like offer yeah. up a, a very uh, cheeky thing for Stretch to do because he will immediately do it. So uh-huh. Rutledge just kicked off is what we've decided. Yep. All right. <laughs> no, they're both they're both back because we have two versions of the podcast you can download, much like Pokemon. We're gonna have Tech Raptor Podcast Rut and Tech Raptor Podcast Stretch. Oh. And we're only gonna get certain bits of dialogue from them and exclusives in each podcast. You have to like trade the right words to get the full yeah. experience to complete the I, national. I, I know. Is it just me rambling about Hunt Showdown? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be Hunt. That's all you talk about. Like play. I, I've, I've spliced all of the times you previously talk about Hunt to create a cohesive oh, yeah. audio experience. It's just Hunt, and then it's just Stretch talking about whatever's new on Game Pass. That he's <laughs> played. Because he's played I all mean, there's of always something new. There's always something to talk uh, about. Yeah, yeah I know. Every, every month. Please send me, send me that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil, the checks have stopped coming in, and we're just waiting, you know, waiting to see. <laughs> We're just we're one letter away, man. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, Xenoblade Three. We're going to talk about World of Talesworth, and also uh, recap uh, an interesting kind of interview preview we did at PAX to check out this musical role-playing game that's not quite an RPG, but something like it. Uh, but first, let's get into some news. Double check all of your GameStop uh, chats because they might be seen by Zendesk because GameStop allegedly is wiretapping all of their chats without asking for uh, the user's consent and selling that data off to a third party called Zendesk. Sweet. How much How much do you think a lot of those chats are people who are quoting shit like, to the moon... Um, and just bothering support diamond stuff. hands. Ah, uh, yeah, good old GME, right? Right. Yup. Oh That's man, that was going. a fun couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Yeah. It's still hard. It's, it's like still going. a thing, but the early weeks were just yeah, absolutely I made bonkers. A decent amount of money off it. If I, I'm gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> Ruts over here investing in sheep coin while you're like, but listen, no, I still have like trend. six million. It's probably worth like ten cents by now. But um, isn't it cool I'm to totally... own like six million of something though? Yeah. That's the cool part. Yeah, that's literally the only reason I paid like fifteen dollars for it. So. Yeah, plus right, you own ten cent now. That's pretty good. If you ask oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what and he does. And me. This so. is what he does with all that money he embezzles, guys. How disappointing is that? His name cool, cool stuff. He's embezzled just... money from here and is buying fucking meme. Yeah, y'all like think our money's in the bank? No, it's it's in the it's in the blockchain. It's all it's tied in the up Dogecoin, Sheep coin. Yeah. Coin. I hate it. owns about three point seven billion Sheep. 
Oh man, <laughs> I have no idea what that comes out. Grand total of two dollars. If, if if this is in a court proceeding, first off, hello, hi, jury, yeah. it's us. Second off, Evidence. this is a complete joke. <laughs> no, I feel actually I, okay at money. I see the second books. You guys see the re, the ones he puts out. The, the cooked ones. You That's see right. it pre-cooked. Here's one I prepared earlier. But, you know, with with GameStop being hit by this, it's part of the, uh, they are allegedly violating that California Invasion of Privacy Act, which is where this is coming from. And I don't know, I guess I'm having trouble with imagining how many people's privacy are being violated. Like, violating privacy isn't a good thing for sure. But, like, is this just one or two people? That we're talking about here. It's I mean, interesting it's because stop, right? I mean, Zendesk is essentially a, a ticketing software. Um, yeah. So it's when you send anything to GameStop, it's going through that no different than, you know, maybe your work help desk. Um, so and, and as far as I know, typically when you're contracting with these uh, service desk companies, like that's your data. Um, so like you would have to willfully enable the ability for that data to be harvested. Um, because, I mean, with all of those platforms, that data is supposed to be secure. Sometimes you're sharing passwords, especially if it's an IT-based service desk. Um, mm. So I find it very strange, but also not surprisingly, because they've got to pay for those fucking NFTs. Right, yeah, they got to pay for those what the falling man nfts of the, of the astronaut in space and not a reference to anything else yeah <laughs> it, it's just it's one more thing in a long long track record of not only like employee abuse but also just mismanagement mm-hmm. um and and like all their stores yeah like closing yeah yeah like i i kind of like I'm not going to pretend I understand the stock market even a little bit, but the fact that GME goes off and GameStop, the actual company, is like bad headline after bad headline, I do not understand how that works. Other than I guess Diamond Hands is stronger than you think. I don't know. The stock market and company profitability aren't really a one-to-one correlation. Um, nope. I mean, that's kind of the, I shouldn't say the beauty of the stock market, the, the the ability of the stock market to be manipulated by groups of people is not particularly difficult if mm. if there's enough people at it. So like what happened with GME had zero reason for it being, um, you know, based on the company's valuation. It was just a shit ton of people. Stocks are like going crazy. This is what the public perception and the public's willingness to invest in the perception of a company is. It doesn't mean that the company's doing well. Correct. We could yeah. uh, we could get all if of... earnings are good, stocks typically go up. If earnings are bad, they typically go down. There's other factors, but like at the end of the day, GameStop did not deserve the stock price that they had. No. And <laughs> They they could have done a better job leaning on it. I mean, well, there, yeah, there were ways they could have taken advantage of it that they didn't, and it now they are where they are. Yeah, because that's the thing, right? It's all about perceived value, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a ridiculous way to run a multibillion-dollar entity. That's how all money is, though. It, all money yeah, is perceived value. All money is fake. I agree. Yeah, but mm. with with GameStop, it's like their perceived value is 
kind of shit to me. Listen, and I imagine a lot Raptor of people. The Raptor bucks but... that I pay you are worth a lot of money. Hey, where else are you going to go on a Thursday night to pick up a Pop Funko, a new gaming <laughs> keyboard, and a discount T-shirt? Come Target. on. Target. Well, don't forget about oh, those like sweet $6 uh, Kingdom Hearts wallets or whatever. Wait, they have... at the counter. Okay, hold it. Yeah, Stretch hold it. Bye, Stratton. Yeah, bye, guys. Oh. <laughs> he didn't realize he's been joking around this whole time. They sell Kingdom Hearts stuff there, buddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of it. Yeah, so with this uh, customer service stuff, I'm like, I don't know. It's hard for me to give a fuck, to be honest with mm -hmm. you. Like, I'm mm -hmm. all for like any invasion of privacy, bad. I'm all sure. on that side. But, but I don't know. I'm like, hey, why did this order not get here fast enough? Oh, they leaked that chat. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Unless like there's people saying just really like racist shit. Well, then don't their, say which that is, to have it be leaked. Idiot. In today's day and world is is an absolute possibility. I've seen, I've yeah. listened to and seen yeah, some pretty absurd conversations before. Weird thing is a lot of those people would be very proud of that racism getting out mm -hmm. there in this day and age. Because yeah, like, they, they, they memed us all. That's the worst part of it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I mean... I, I see where you're coming from, Martin. It's like, yeah, what's the worst thing that you could really leak through chats with GameStop customer service people? But, you know, it's also like if, if that's the violation of privacy that we're okay with, then where does it end, right? Yeah. I'm Doug super This is how we... It's actually accessing these leaked... <laughs> accessing these leaked files is how I figured out that Otten pre-ordered the ultimate deluxe edition of Super Seducer 3. Mm. <laughs> He's gonna get. Was there gonna one get of the, those exist? You would know. <laughs> it comes I mean, with I, an inflatable girlfriend to try on. I'm not like opposed to the idea of pre-ordering this. So if mm. it exists, the, the <laughs> ultimate exists controversy or... is if he pre-ordered like the super deluxe edition of Elex Two. That would be the like. That scandal. would be the real Actually, scandal. That'd be huge scandal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We just come into it. You know, Dateline, we've got a ribbon down the bottom. <laughs> the shocking truth about the GameStop wiretap. Uh, <laughs> also, I guess with this, like, customer service thing, like, do I own that information anyway? If I'm if I'm on their service, talking to their, their rep, who is the... I don't know. I guess it would have to terms of service. Like, you'd have to go deep into those terms of service. Also, are you case. passing on your address, the last four digits of your card, any yeah. other verification of your identity? Stuff like that is like the very obvious That's a big problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't think they said much about exactly what data was leaked. Right. Um, I think if I'm, they had, it would either be a nothing burger or it would be a much bigger problem. You know, if it's just like email addresses and names, that's standard for most organizations um mm -hmm. i hate to say it but it's the digital age your email and your um your information is just out there and dear advertising companies please stop emailing my day job um <laughs> for the love of god and yeah. but if it again is credit card information home address that kind of stuff that is like that's almost violation of a deep violation of privacy because having random marketing companies with your home address means you're going to get more, uh, you know, yeah. sell your home and, and all the that kind of mail, stuff. Yeah. 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 That's so. always the, the trouble with being in a digital age. Right. Uh, 
And we can see more of that in Cyberpunk 2077, where the digital age becomes the reality. And uh, there's some more Cyberpunk news, of course, in the world. Uh, last week, we talked about the Cyberpunk anime, which actually comes out, I think, the day this podcast goes live, if not the day after. The so. day after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, benefit, the benefit of the Cyberpunk world, though, is that as soon as the solicitor begins to approach you, you can remove your pants and T-pose on your motorcycle off into the distance, just letting your balls <laughs> flap in the wind. For dominance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, I, I understand all that except the taking the pants off part. What's the? You well, didn't see any of the of the random pantslessness that was occurring when I don't know when it first launched. I mean, whenever I t pose, my pants just fly off. Usually, oh, it just kind of comes they with just the territory. Explode off of you. Exactly, kind of like those pull off pants, but like nature does it. Oh. Uh, so with Cyberpunk, we have some more news <laughs> to look out for. Uh, the expansion Phantom Liberty was just announced. Where you, it's like a spy thriller sort of thing. And so you're V James Bond now. Yeah, you're Cyberpunk James Bond. V joins some sort of government entity to like. Who's V? The the main character. Oh, the Cyberpunk Goku guy. Cyberpunk Goku. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, V joins the uh, the the new United States of America, or faithfully serves it in a way, where you have to defend liberty from something. That's kind. And of, I also know. just let it fall yeah. apart. I mean, maybe. Uh, I mean, I think that's probably the point. Alternate. You're, you're infiltrating to bring it down. Mm. You don't that's what's that. happening. Yep. I've, yeah, I've I've played the expansion. I can tell you. You can confirm. Yeah. Can confirm. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, expansion is slated for some time in 2023. And for now, we do have that 1.6 patch for Cyberpunk 2077, which will allegedly be the last patch for last-gen consoles for the game. Oh, no. So do we think that Phantom Liberty is going to be Cyberpunk's, like, No Man's Sky moment? Like, is this where the game's going to get... (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Well, then, I guess uh, that's been answered. We can can move on. No discussion necessary. They've said that this is the only expansion. I think it's like, well, it was already in the works. Let's shit this out so we can move on to the Witcher game. Mm. Cyberpunk 2077, in terms of the public image of what it could have been and what they were kind of portraying it to be is unsalvaged. They're not going to be able to salvage it. They can't no. get to that point of what they were showing. I think it would uh, take a lot of work. Yeah, it'd be it'd basically be redesigning a whole new game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just going to... We got what we got. You're going to get more stuff to do in it, and that's it. Like, oh, yeah. As long as they don't remove Pan Am, it's still good to me. Of course, yeah. Uh, and I think, too, if you look at where Cyberpunk was, like, in its pre-release hype, you know, the eight years of, of hype before it came out, I'm willing to bet CDPR didn't think this was a one expansion game for them. You know what I mean? Not originally, but, I'm sure. No. Also, but, have you heard me talk it. about multiplayer in a while? Me oh, neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Has so I, I think. in yet? I mean, maybe if the mod can survive and like actually function and be stable. Um, but I, I think it's it's f- interesting for them to say like this is the last like, only expansion, right? Where I bet 2019, who knows how many plans for expansions they had. I would bet at oh, least yeah. two because Witcher had two, two, right? Witcher yeah. three. I'm sure they were planning two. And I know that, like that multiplayer mo- like game mode was supposed to be like a just full on shooter multiplayer experience. 
Right. And I don't even know if that's ever even going to come. They haven't said anything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk where it's at now is fine. It's not what they build it to be at all. And the whole what they pulled with the last-gen consoles is a bunch of horseshit that mm-hmm. is awful. And they should always be reminded about what how awful that was. But, I mean, they're fine. I'm, will this expand? I'm looking forward to the expansion. It's probably fine. Yeah. I mean, usually, I, I think when they have a more contained, smaller story, it does better. Like, I think both of the expansions for Witcher were better stories than the main story in the main game. Yeah. And I think the main story of Cyberpunk is also not their best work to me it's it was okay. a little yeah a little meh it was enjoyable. Uh, yeah but i think when you when you have the spy thriller as your baseline and everyone can hack everyone and some of the part of the premise is you know v joins this entity and johnny keanu reeves in his brain is like no don't that's bad yeah you know, i like that, that creates interesting drama right yeah but I, whenever johnny's like you fucking idiot that's the best part <laughs> you moron what are you doing i am curious like how they convinced keanu reeves to continue or maybe it's like part of the contract that he initially Uh, signed but i think he probably enjoyed it you think so because i remember him talking about um i feel like he was talking to phil spencer before he walked out on that stage at e3 and he was like you he's like i don't think you understand how what's going to happen like this is big he's like yeah i've been on stage for whatever it's not a big thing mm. and then he's like no it absolutely blew him away like he was <laughs> surprised at how right. big of a deal it was um so i think it let, let something like that could have left under pressure on him if they had to convince him i don't think it would have been that hard mm. so i do think he liked doing it based on i mean obviously he's always he's not going to be shitting on his the thing he's in publicly yeah but he seemed to be genuine about what he was saying about enjoying it Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, he did give it a lot, right? Like, it's not like Giancarlo Esposito, who was like on the cover of everything for Far Cry 6. And yeah. Wasn't really in the game, despite yeah, being Johnny the talks all the time. Guy. Yeah, Johnny is like arguably the main character. Yeah. In a way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Phantom Liberty coming to Cyberpunk, to a Cyberpunk near you in 2023. Speaking uh, of games that uh, had some troubled development, uh, Callisto Protocol has had a fair amount of crunch mm, indeed it has is it and and everyone here is happy about that right celebrating it hopping yes. to twitter yeah that was good like... no it's good that everyone in the team is so dedicated and they can spend all of their time it's really good of them you do it because mm-hmm. you love it yeah you do it for the love of literal the game i just yeah there's a Oh, God, so to clarify for anyone topic. who doesn't know, the CEO of the Callisto Protocol Studio tweeted out, um, I think it was like the second day of PAX. He said, I only talk about the game during an event. We are working six to seven days a week. Nobody's forcing us. Exhaustion, tired, COVID, but we're working. Budges, glitches, perfixes. fixes. One last pass through audio. 12 to 15 hour days. This is gaming, hard work, lunch, dinner, working. You do it because you love it this is gaming like and he got roasted for yeah. like four straight days deservedly yeah, um, like lambasted completely and didn't he double yeah. down on it too it was kind of like now this is how it is or something along those lines he did he was like well everybody knows how passionate we are you know we 
he said we value passion and creativity not long hours i'm sorry to the team for coming across like this but i think bloomberg jason schreier dropped something this week where he talked with the employees who were like yeah it's brutal it's not fun Mm -hmm. um anonymously obviously but like it's, it's this trend that i think journalists are tired of internally game developers are tired of internally and even i think gamers are starting to be like okay games that crunch not necessarily good um like everybody's kind of come to this thing that's like take the time you need to make a good game don't just force it out which again cyberpunk 2077 had they given it another year i think they would have had a completely different reaction um I could see that. I, I think because then it wouldn't be as broken, possibly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and they probably uh, could have had some of the features that they promised in a little bit more fleshed out rather than just there but useless. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the uh, the the police aspect. They, right. They chase you and that's that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I think where Callisto Protocol has like that rock and a hard place thing, right? Is that they have a pretty hard deadline of Dead Space Remake comes out yeah. in January, right? Like if Cyberpunk had like, like if Grand Theft Auto Neon City was coming out like the month after Cyberpunk's projected release date, they probably haven't even like, that's the hard deadline. You know what I mean? Because we have to come out before Grand Theft Auto, right? But I mean, to me, but- like the two can stand separate. And I think that that's sometimes where the industry just doesn't click. Like games can stand separate. Just space them out. Don't, mm. you know, don't put two huge releases up next to each other and they're not going to compete as hard because you can't expect a gamer to spend $120 in one week on two separate games and not divide attention. Most, I think most of us for single player games, we buy that, we play through it, then we move on to the next thing. Um, even beyond that it's like a time investment too right like you're not going to play cyberpunk and another game in one week you know it's just it's not going to happen and i think that that mindset needs to change like we have to release before this game like Mm -hmm. dead space probably going to be good callisto protocol probably going to be good but they're two different stories two different sets of mechanics why why try and compete like just do what you need to do to get the game out in a, a, a state that makes it be remembered well. Right. There's only one example I can think of where it's not just recommended, but arguably required to buy two games on the same day. And that's when Pokemon comes out. <laughs> bravo. No, bravo. That was excellent. Thank you. Good Thank job. you very much. Thank you. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, that's it, right? Not Crimson. And because I said Crimson the last yeah. time we talked about Pokemon yeah. on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Violet, Violet, and Violet had more uh, trailer info dropped uh, last week. Why we is got it like story. the third red game? Why can't we have like, why can't they get more creative? Yeah, Pokemon Red again and Violet. We got red. Well, we got red, Ruby, whatever this fucker Fire called. Scarlet. Crimson or Scarlet and Fire Red. <laughs> yeah, we had, yeah, we had Fire Red. We had Red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Scrappy, did, did, I didn't did, 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 for the Pokemon company. What the fuck? <laughs> What's happening? I couldn't tell you, but here's here's what here. I'm actually curious. I want to throw the ball here to Otten. There are going to oh, be no. three pillars of the story. There are three pillars that they talk oh. about in the trailer. 
can you please I didn't just, watch the trailer well, yeah just let us know what do you 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 know you're a big pokemon fan what are the three pillars <laughs> well, we, of we established one beforehand about uh-huh. there's a bad organization doing bad stuff mm-hmm. and I'm which like, organization is that again i don't know the team the team fucking something to do with scarlet blood yep, that's it yeah. Fucking, that's, that's actually it's weirdly it is team fucking something to do with scarlet team it's, team, it's team sanguine or something like that sanguinar some bullshit some other weird, Wait, some so they're after kids name. blood is that what you're thinking i don't know <laughs> we Pokemon's harvest the blood. children's blood there's some euphemism they'll use blood. zubat and wubat and like the, yeah. the leech blood sucking yeah. So it's gonna be that, and I get I get Pokemon to stop them, and then there's gonna be some storyline about the fucking legendary. Some they're mysterious or they're doing some bullshit. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I know the third one. Um, I don't know. I haven't played a Pokemon in a while. It's like they'll they'll do something about the world of Pokemon, and like there's mm. something going on. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I can't some wait. Weird bullshit i can't wait for cyberpunk phantom liberty to do something about the world of cyberpunk as well that'll be well i mean they're gonna talk about like oh we're gonna make a commentary about the relationship of of pokemon and people or something Mm. here you go those are your three story threads you're close so yeah there is the one team star is the is team star their team rocket Right. Uh, And then there's your traditional Pokemon gym battling experience. Oh, I wasn't including that as a story thing, but yes, I knew the gyms are part of it. Mm -hmm. And then there is something concerning the Herba Mystica. So we're going to get some dank sweet herb in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. (laughs) Badass. It's going to be like the Shokugeki Nosoma portion of your Pokemon adventure. And Mm -hmm. if if you're interested in watching a fantastic anime... Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma. Fuck yeah. How's the yeah. Goku in that one? He's cooked Goku. Uh, I would yeah. I would stop Goku. after season two, though, or so. There, there's a point where it gets kind of bad. Yeah, I'll the, agree with that. Yeah. There's a point that it gets very anime, I will say. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's good or bad. It's very mm. anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they're having cooking battles on a running train through a winter tundra on their way to the next level of the cooking championship gets very animated. Replace cooking championship with Pokemon championship. And you've just described Pokemon. There was a, there was a battle train in Pokemon gen five as well. So yeah. Yeah. Pokemon is just that. Yeah. So stretch is our resident Pokemon fan. How are you feeling about this new trailer? It's new info. I think it's, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff was, was known to a certain extent, um there was a whole bunch of like smaller features that that they went into that were a bit of a a question mark like a mode where you just like let your pokemon go and they just like go out and adventure and battle like auto battle (laughs) on their Mm -hmm. own which is going to be interesting um yeah just send the wormhole out to die yeah The new, the new team, I've, I've been kind of disappointed in the teams in the last couple of, of Pokemon games that they've gone from being like large-scale organized crime syndicates bent on world domination and they've got like a master plan and a big department building that they are secretly in charge of and this and that. And then the last couple of games have just been like, you know, hood rats and the most recent one with sword and shield were just like 
soccer hooligans. Mm -hmm. um, and this one is just like, oh, they're the bad kids of the school <laughs> that, that have their own compound and a giant Pokemon-powered car for some Dude, reason. In, in the original, she was fighting a fucking mob boss. Yeah. Yeah. That's way Pokemon, Pokemon powered car, like what pulled by Rapidashes? Like, no, that's you okay. can, you can, it, so it wasn't part of the, like actually what was announced during the direct, but the engine that's in that large car is a Pokemon. Um, oh. the engine itself, it's a, it's like that's the a one that's metal, the wheel. Um, no, it's like a metal spider thing. It's going to be a poison steel type, according to leaks. Mm, um, all right, Pokemon is like, getting ridiculous. They they do like a couple quick pans past it in the trailer, and then they released like three bits of promotional art. And in one of the bits of promotional art, the car is behind like the two main characters, and it's got a big old tongue hanging out of the, the top of it. It's like okay, nice. it's Pokemon. We know it's Pokemon. Yeah, um, ridiculous. But yeah, they've, yeah. they've you know, retooled alphas into Titan Pokemon. Um, I'm still very interested to see how they do open world. Um, it seems like they're taking, they're doing another thing of taking a whole bunch of big steps forward and like out of their comfort zone. Not a hundred percent sure that they're going to land with a lot of them. We know that you can complete any gym in any order, but also there's no scaling. Um, so you might be able to like accidentally like go somewhere high enough level, catch a power powerful Pokemon and then come back and just like wipe the third gym before you even take on the first. Right. It's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Um, but I don't know, I I'm, that, I'm all you know, for the, the flat design, you know, it's, it's a little more like that same feeling of breath of the wild where you can run, like go where you want. We're not going to hold your hand anymore. It has right? scaling to it. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's, uh, it's not perfect. It, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say it's perfect. That's true. Wait, yeah. you mean, you're um, telling me that Game Freak is making really questionable design decisions with their game? Hmm. Not really out, questionable. Out of char character. Out, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I think Game Freak is making the logical steps. They've said we're now, you know, far enough with what we're doing. Let's make Pokemon more open world. But then it's how they choose to interpret those logical steps. Uh, yes. The, the questionable part that I brought up. Mm. Yeah. The steps are the steps are sound. The features are sound. Um, how they're how they're interpreting those steps yeah, is weird. in a stupid way. Yeah, sure. Potentially, we'll see. Most likely, yeah. they don't barely yeah. know how to make one game. That's not true. <laughs> yes, it is. No, they made two: Scarlet and Violet. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. They know how to make two games every time. Yeah. <laughs> every well, entry, it's always well, two. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think this this Pokemon game is falling into. I think what I've been doing a lot with recent Pokemon games is every time one comes out, like a mainline one does, I'm like, maybe this is the one that'll get me back on the train. You you fool! <laughs> it's like me and Souls games. You're yeah, just except for the trap. Like I'm actually good at Souls games, so I, I can yeah. buy them and Fair. be fine. Um, but. So maybe, I mean, if I buy one, it's going to be Violet. Like, there's no world where I would buy the red one. Um, but 
Why? Why? Maybe. What's wrong with red? I just like purple a lot more. You have a red. You literally have a red coat on your fucking chair right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you said if you I had a like purple a color, one, how dare you have any item of clothing in that color? Well, yeah. it's just. <laughs> It's just like I hate red. And then there's a big fucking red thing. It's not that I hate red. I just yeah. like purple way more. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't see any purple behind you anywhere. It's a lot. Fair. It's a lot. Otten suffers from object permanence too. So Sorry, once you take he's not going to be able to deal with this for a exactly. while. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But I think this, that's where it's going to land for me with this game. But I'm also thinking, okay, it's coming out like because the week before we have sonic and god of war so i'm like am i gonna still be going to pick those? up sonic the hedgehog yeah i'm 100 picking up sonic frontiers yeah cannot wait to hear percent. about that i same I, uh, <laughs> I feel like i could tell you about it now and i'd be right i mean probably but, yeah <laughs> it's gonna be bad so- team sonic made it so it's gonna be bad or sonic team i'm sorry <laughs> Team, not Team Sonic. Yeah, Sonic Team has not made a good game ever. They, they lifted Tetris. their head from smoking way too much cocaine, and they said, "Smoke, we're going to make it really large, really large, really plain." <laughs> oh, that's fucking smoking wild. that cocaine. Yep, that's wow. how they got. That's Smoke how they that got coca leaf. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, so let's shift over to talk about uh, something else that we saw at PAX over last weekend. Uh, and you and I checked out Straight Gods. You want to talk about it? Yeah, it was a extremely early look at it. Like what we saw is definitely not what it's going to be when it's out because it's probably a couple, at least two years mm-hmm. at minimum away. So it's a very early look at it, but it's a... They call it a role-playing musical. It's not really an RPG. Uh, We didn't get to see it, but there is a part where I guess you would be walking around talking with people. It definitely feels like more adventure gamey and that you get to these these big story moments or other things where a song breaks out and you get to influence the song. Mm -hmm. And there were, what, three pathways for the main character? One was, I forgot what the names are. One was like a rock thing where it was like, I'm a badass lady. Yeah, there was like badass, charming. Charming, which was like a jazzy one. And, and then clever, clever right? which was one of them was like I can't remember what the, the different styles of music. I know one was rock, one was a jazzy thing, and I can't remember the third. I have the notes written down, but of course, so you know, like why would I be prepared and have them with me? Right, they're somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, anyway, so you, the the premise of the story is you play a lady who uh, somehow meets one of the last muses and absorbs her power. We don't, I don't really know exactly how that happens to where you know she she's you know really good at music etc and uh, the greek gods still exist and are alive in the world and they're like you fucking how'd you get her powers you murdered that lady what the fuck and so all of them are mad at you and you have mm-hmm. to try to convince them that you did not murder her with the power of song that's right with the power of song mm-hmm. um and what they were getting into was like over the course like when you start the game, it seems like you pick like what your main flavor of those three, the charming, the badass or the clever kind of thing uh, would be like kind of the main sound and the main way your character kind of interacts with stuff. Seemingly, and it get, uh, gives you certain dialogue options uh, because of that 
path that you chose, but then it also influences the music. And as you're going through the music, you have uh, those those three pathways show up again as three ways you can take the song, which changes both the lyrics and like the melody of the song. Uh, to based on that kind of thing, uh, based on the the pathway that you chose, so like you could make it more rock sounding if you went that way on it or whatever. Um, and it was it was interesting to listen to that uh, was it David Gator? Oh God, we should have looked it up before this. David Gator, David Guider. It's one of the two. I'm loving how prepared you are for this entire <laughs> segment. <laughs> I didn't Dragon look Edge. up how to. Yeah, There's he a game wrote about a thing Dragon where you have powers. I don't remember one of and, the powers. And well, one of the get... things he was talking about. Hey, I'm just powering through. Yeah. Not letting you <laughs> trample on me. The uh, uh, one of the interesting things he was talking about said that they were because nobody's really made a game like this. They realized just it, it got a lot bigger, a lot quicker than he thought it would. Like the team's gotten it, originally what he said was like eight people, and now it's yeah. like forty. And they were mm-hmm. not planning on doing that at all, like making a big game. Uh, but because it was like so for like one song, you have to basically have what, like nine different versions of it because based on where how many choices in the song. Uh, that you have and where you take the music and it's got to flow together correctly. So like if you go the the rock, jazz, other thing, that's a whole different version than doing rock, rock, rock or like the jazz, rock, like that changes the song right. a lot. So they have like a bunch of different versions of this song um, at mm-hmm. once. And Austin Wintry is doing the music along with, um, what's that Australian uh, place? Tripod. And Tripod then and then Montaigne. Montaigne. Who, who is in uh, Eurovision. Yeah are all helping with the music i think he said that um there's like four something hours of music that they've done mm-hmm. four and a half roughly. hours but throughout a playthrough you're probably going to see like one and a half hours of the yeah. music maybe because they have to write so much for one song based on what players will do um so that's interesting mm-hmm. um yeah like as, as a musical it's just interesting to see that they've taken a lot of uh ideas from what you would imagine from like a Broadway type of musical, but then by giving you agency over everything, it's like the songs, like it's not just the lyrics that change, but literally the music itself. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting experiment from a musical perspective. Like how do you build so many different musical phrases that still fit together and then can come together at the end. And I remember asking about like, okay, so if, you know, if you know your musicals, like there's always something at the end of the first act that comes back in the second act, like a musically speaking, right? Like a phrase or a leitmotif that comes back. And I imagine that's really hard to line up in a game. And yeah. Dave was like, yep, we are definitely accounting for that, which is, it'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out in yeah. the full product, right? And like he was saying, like one of the, depending on a choice you make, that would be like the callback phrase that would come back later. So it could be entirely different for somebody else and how it works into the story. Um, and I, I just think that's very cool how it's working because it's an interesting way of like doing story through music and having these choices. I don't know. It just feels like it has more impact than if, let's say, I was just talking with someone dialogue and then they just mentioned something I said before that feels less impressive for some reason, even mm-hmm. though it's kind of the same. Other than I know you've written music to go with it. Um, but it's a really neat idea for game. Yeah. And I like that for he sure. said, too, that it was... I don't think he was said it started as a joke, but he was always wanted to make some kind of musical game. 
And he said back when he was at Bioware, that was what he would threaten his bosses with. <laughs> like, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a musical and put this in Dragon <laughs> Age or whatever. They're like, please don't do that. That's a lot of work. And he's like, I'll do it, I swear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here he is now. And then he Doing left it. Bioware and he's like, Oh yeah, I can do that now. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> so, ah, psych. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you so think that's... if this game goes really well that someone in Bioware is going to be like, fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to see a Bioware-fied version of this. Maybe they'll implement a musical in the next Mass Effect game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Only if they bring Garrus back. Right. I mean, I guess they did have a musical number in Mass Effect 2, was it, with uh, the Solarian? Awesome. I am a very model of a scientist, Solarian. That whole thing? You guys know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that, but I I don't remember that. Morden Solis? Yeah, he does a whole little musical number. I mean, it's just he performs one little song. Fantastic. Yeah. I want to follow him. And it's easy enough when you can just parody another another well-known song. (laughs) Right. It's it's not, you know, original, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because what, Get Out of Hell... That had great musical numbers in it. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, they squandered that opportunity in the newest yeah. Saints Row. So yeah, the new Saints Row is real good, I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's Stray Gods. I don't think we have a release date on the horizon or anything. No, it's I would have at least yeah. years. Yeah, although he said that well, they were just finishing recording the instrumentals. So like the music is all basically finalized. Sounds like mm-hmm. close to it. And... Uh, but yeah, it seemed like a lot of the stuff we saw in game was pretty early. Yeah. So it's still probably sure. ways off. For sure. Uh Rut, you've been playing World of Talesworth, which is an idle MMO question mark. Yes. Um, so Otten has ruined me by introducing me to Kitten's game. And so right. now I've been trying other idle games because it's nice the to dragon. just have something in the background. Um, right. And this came out a couple weeks ago. Uh I didn't know anything about it before it came out, but it's it's basically world of warcraft um for the most part oh. like it's it's got a lot of like mmo elements but it's it's all single player so it's not like truly mmo um but it takes like aspects of mmos and either makes fun of them or kind of uh incorporates elements um but basically you've got 10 characters um you have to level up kind of each one and then as you add each one to the party it increases the speed at which you quest experience each class has like bonuses so rogues you get a certain percentage of gold based on your class score and you can equip equipment that gives you extra experience extra quest speed gold that kind of stuff um and then you can just prestige over and over and over again with each prestige your characters get like higher skill level so their uh class-based bonuses are higher um and then you can download mods um but and this is kind of a spoiler but not really it the entire game's meta for the most Mm. part so you start playing you're just in the game and you're leveling a character when you hit level 27 then you can actually become the player and then eventually you do something very specific and uh you find out that you are in a VR headset playing a player that is playing the game. Um, And that happens after your first prestige. Um, 
and then you start earning research points that you can use in VR to make your character more powerful, get more monitors so that you can multi-box. Um, so right now I have six monitors. So I have one active character and then I have five additional characters. Like five um, Smurfs. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so it's literal multi-boxing. So you like unlock more monitors over time. Um, apparently you can get up to 10 monitors and then you can just take your entire group to into rating, which is also a thing. <laughs> um, so you've got like active gear, you've got party gear that gives bonuses while you're leveling. Then you've got raid gear that influences the raid. Um, and the raids are fucking hard. So like you take your characters in and then they fight the trash. So it takes you a little bit of time to get to the boss. And then the boss uh, you have to heal, you have to block as the tank, and then you have to move characters out of attacks. Um, but it's like, it's pretty hard, even with higher level characters or higher skill level characters and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's mostly mindless, just like, all right, I'm going to move you to the next zone. And then mm -hmm. eventually, at least from what I can tell, it just goes on rails. So as you prestige, you get the research points that you can then use to spend on like, when I finish leveling my a character, automatically log into my level one priest and start leveling. And then there's additional flags that are like automatically move me from zone to zone. So then eventually you just like log into a character, it goes through all of them, you prestige and you do it again and just continually gets faster. Mm. Um, and I think I've prestige four times, I've put 240 hours in and then I just hit a whole new mechanic wait um, wait Jesus. you are 240 hours into this game that's well, yeah, 10, it's game that's so. 10, one, one, yeah it's it's an idle game yeah and i, I just mean, that's still a lot of time it for... takes like 30 megs of ram so it's like oh, so i can you... literally have it running while i'm playing other games is it, it running right now game. yes i figured mm. What is the actual gameplay? Is it just the standard idle, like you click on things to to upgrade, um, like their stats, or you know you kept describing different stuff yeah. in the race? Would you so actually many. do anything? You basically just go zone to zone leveling. You also gather crafting materials so you can uh, level up your crafting. When you max out crafting of one skill, you get a permanent five percent quest speed bonus. So there's like incentives to doing things um and then you find gear that can either be equipped on your active character um that increases your speed or you can equip them all as party which then while you're uh leveling another character if that character's in the party those bonuses apply um and there's like a taco shop and and also there's there's a boatload of mechanics like i first started and i was like oh this seems simple and i was like oh this is getting more complex <laughs> oh there's another feature um and there's some like hidden things in there um like if you 10 box a raid i think the achievement is called method would be proud which method is one of the top raiding guilds in the world mm. um and just a lot a lot of just like really meta um MMO focused like jokes and, and things like that that are in it. So people who have played a lot of War of Warcraft like myself um will understand like, oh, I know what that's referencing or or that type of stuff. And you're um, you're burying the lead somewhat. It's a free to play game. Oh yeah, it's ah. it's completely free. You can pay. 
Um, like I threw ten dollars at it just because generally if I enjoy a free to play game, because I'm you like put two hundred and forty hours. Yeah. In. Well, it's like <laughs> if I enjoy a game, like here's a little bit of money. Thank you. Yeah. Continue supporting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that to like buy an upgrade to some of the classes just to because you'll have a guild too, and then oh, that influences all win sorts game, of other stats. Pay to, pay to win. win. I mean, it can be like top. you can buy. So you buy tacos, which not only can you earn just passively, um, but you can buy them and then use that to buy like, uh, I don't know, uh, quest speed increases. And then there's like, you can buy a gold boost, work boost. What I love is you're looking through the game right now to tell us this, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on my (laughs) other monitor. So my, car- my character is almost—I've almost maxed another character. I'm—I'm I'm almost ready to to start is, the next one. This is the weird part. Rut actually has nine separate instances of the That's game right. running right now. Like he—he he himself is—is is a digital person. He's gonna remove his own VR headset, and then there's gonna be a, a spinning top that just like mm-hmm. remains spinning on his desk. We get mm-hmm. that reference. Yeah, and is he free or not? Find out in Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Um, how many? <laughs> how many boars did you have to kill to get max level? It's all about killing boars, right? It is. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. There. I think there is one section. I don't even like pay attention anymore. I just like click a couple things and then go off and do something else. Um. There, there is like a, a wooded section that I think has boars. And you say so. you have trouble with souls, likes? Yes. Well, it's if, it's it's a patience thing for me. Um, I, I why dodge when I can just keep hitting the ball? <laughs> okay, but hold on. Idle games are literally like there is a a numerical ass timer. Yeah, it's on waiting the game to wait for. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, my characters are just auto leveling and I'll check it in 10 minutes. So if Dark Souls had like uh, this boss's anim- attack animation will last four seconds, that would be better for you? I'll figure that out. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm I have to do research on how to beat the boss. Oh, like, fuck this makes bro. sense now. This all is coming together. You're bringing WoW. So like one of the things you always download for WoW was uh raid mods that would show you the cooldowns and various stuff of the boss and he just needs that for dark souls mm. pretty much yeah I mean, I also if anybody's listening mods. to this and that exists for elden ring please send it to me i really <laughs> feel bad Wait, that i wasted 60 dollars. there's i mean i know for sekiro there were slowdown mods mm. that they just like have the bosses move at 50 percent speed mm. you might yeah, actually probably. be able to beat them then yeah, they probably have something similar for Elden Ring, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. And they probably, probably call it like same, the easy same mode. engine. They call it e- elexifying it or something. <laughs> the elexification of a game. No, that's just bullet sponges. That's easy. Mm. Uh, so I think I am going to talk about Xenoblade for the last time on this pod because I am officially. You loved it. Xenoblade. Six months from now, he'll be back I, on it. He's no, done I with it refused. and beat it and loved it. No, because it is a lot like an MMO to me in the worst ways. It is so like, like I am so done with the game. I think there there is very little I want to keep seeing and playing and enjoying with it. That I am sixty hours, sixty two hours. I think I'm done. I am officially over Xenoblade. It's nothing I could do it anymore. So what was the final straw? You didn't reach the ending. You didn't uh, ball your eyes out. 
No, well, he's so, just watched Donkey's video and he knows what happens. I did, yeah. So, like, part of the reason I wanted to keep going is that one of our writers, Austin, he was on the podcast last week, kept saying, oh, there's a, like, a, get to chapter five. There's some really good stuff in chapter five. So I was like, okay. 80 hours chapter later. four. Chapter four was taking, like, 10 hours. So I'm like, chapter five better fucking be here. And he explained it was, like, a character-related thing. And it hit me. If one of them dies, I could not give a shit. <laughs> I, I don't think I would care if anything happened to these characters. So why am I vaguely invested in the possibility of something important happening? Because to them? they care about you, Rob. Yeah, that's fuck what them. it's all about. No, <laughs> I really don't care. And after seeing this is Donkey's so contrary video, to everything I've seen on my Twitter feed the last couple weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Those characters are just so bland and boring and archetypical and just nothing charming about them at all, you know? So not, not the their funny things. cockney accents. <laughs> that yeah, the Ooh. awful accent. Yeah. I mean, there's only one of the main characters who doesn't have a British accent and it is so like she stands out so much like in a in a like a you don't belong here kind of way. Um we've we've got to go and hunt the next monster. Oh yeah, we will. We'll fight them real good. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll get them real good. Yeah, governor. Use the power of the called? Minato. Zoogles? No, Zoogles, that's a different guys. game. Yeah, that's a different, much what are the better. Little, game. little chancy looking fucks. Oh, uh, the the nopons. Yeah, I hate those. Yeah. <laughs> just I, just, I, just wanted, I just wanted to make sure that it was out there that I don't like them. <laughs> so with all I'll of these split decisions with all of this reclaimed free time rob what's next on the block maybe uh you'll uh, replay a too. dragon quest game but no uh, soul hackers, hackers too, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. i was just gonna say persona again <laughs> so, oh, I, man. I played like an hour of soul hackers 2 last night man is that a b-tier game but Sweet. i'm so yeah. far having more fun yeah. with it it is it is a dungeon crawler. <laughs> yep. So I, uh, in my in my 60, 70 hours of playing that game uh, that I like, I, you know, delved hard, uh, tried to get as much as possible, level up as much as possible. I, I watched at least two seasons of two or three seasons of Smallville on my second monitor. <laughs> nice. Just nice. mindlessly roaming dungeons. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm already at least digging the combat in it more. Cause that mm -hmm. I mean that that was the thing with Xenoblade is like I if if I like the combat more, I could get through to see. But if I didn't like the combat and not digging the story, kinda hate all of the characters. <laughs> it is it is not it's it's a it's a game that could have been beautiful. But it's not like there's there's really very little where I'm like trying to find one thing I, I, I say I like in the game and I just can't like even the quest design kind of is very uninspired. Should we get we should get Tyler who gave it a nine out of ten on the podcast next week or at least have like put the two of you in a chat room together and just like maybe let it fly Do you get out. Yeah, I mean, because I have continuously heard that, like, the story in this game is fantastic. And I just... Sounds like I there's don't. not a very strong Goku in this. 
to me. No. The Goku is no. not very good in this one. It's it's okay. two out of ten Gokus. <laughs> yeah, because like Noah is the main character, and I cannot describe him in any way except for he does what a good guy anime protagonist should. You know, mm. like he wants to help the world. He wants to help people. When there's someone in front of him who's hurting, he wants to save them. And it's like, yeah, that's fine and all, but it's very bland. It's very like I can pick up any anime game and probably find that character in it you know yeah 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 so you just scrappy does not like good people that's what i took from that yeah i hate good people wow, <laughs> wow. yeah I, I it's it's nice to finally feel free from the game you know it's nice to be <laughs> to, have, to have that burden you off were, you of were me. shackled by it a little yeah i like was, to think that yeah I like to think that Tech Raptor Podcast has now had like an introductory arc, a kitten's game arc. We've had the <laughs> Xenoblade arc, and now we've like we've we've got to wait I mean, for what, the next Hell game to show up or what, what random fad Metal Hell Singer. <laughs> no, oh, that, yeah. that comes out. I'm gonna go so week. hard on that this week. Oh, same, Never. yeah. So excited. Can't wait to play that. Uh, but yeah, sorry to all the Xenoblade fans out there, all three of you. Um, I just don't think there's I'm, a lot I'm, more than that. They're there, yeah, there are more. Yeah, there are people who were very angry about the the spoiler donkey posted, which I we watched amazing. that. I, I don't. Oh, I guess he posted. That's right. I don't remember seeing anything. Well, I mean, there is one like thing I think of in that video where it's like I guess a little spoilery, but then he tweeted something that was good for him, man. Keep yeah, it up, donkey. yeah, good Dude, old donkey. Did just, you? He tweeted it out. Well, Red Stretch, do you know what the do you know what the spoiler is? No. I legitimately don't care. Yeah. I, I will not play Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I mean, I don't care either, but it is fantastic in how hilarious the spoiler is. So I'm just gonna say it to get the reaction on the stream. So if spoiler you, alert yeah. if you care, okay. leave. This yeah, is... if, if you don't want to be spoiled, I mean we are at the end of the show, so thank you so much for listening. Uh Xenoblade 2 and 3 spoilers incoming. So you know how Xenoblade 2, you collect monster girls like Pokemon and use them as yeah. weapons? I know that uh, now. Yeah, I, I do know that. It sounds yeah. like Tower of Fantasy. So the main character fucks a bunch of them and has a bunch of kids with them. That's the spoiler. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, I have heard this. So there's like it's the, like the, the photo gone. of the protagonist, and he's got like the, the three girls around him, and all of them have children with them. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. beautiful. <laughs> yep. And those were his weapons. And wives. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Yep. Man. That's good. That, that hurts me almost as much on. as the TikToks you I send stretch. What I keep seeing a lot of is like people in Xenoblade like the writing's really good. And then I hear shit like this, and I'm like, what are you talking about? The writing's good. The, the John Travolta, like yeah, yeah. Where's, the, where's the writing? <laughs> yeah. This sounds like this sounds like some 12 minutes horse shit. Where's yeah. this? And if, if you watch the donkey video in Xenoblade 3, they get into like, do you know how children are made? And I'm like, I, this I dude's an expert, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I watched guy. a video about that in gym class. So, mm. uh, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's so always, you I'm impregnated always, your sword. I'm always <laughs> dubious when, uh, when anime people are like, this has got good writing. And I'm like, I don't know if you, I don't think I agree with you. Probably. That's yeah. exactly why when I define stuff, it's like, it's very anime. It's very yeah. JRPG. It's like, <laughs> if you're into it, you know what you're going in for, but otherwise yeah. steer fucking clear. <laughs> yeah.
because it's just to me so tough to have a jrpg that long and have it deliver a good story throughout you know like yeah. i i like tales of Arise's story i'm not gonna be sit here and be like it's the next titanic you know wait a minute is titanic like the go-to for a good story i mean i was just the first thing my brain oh pulled, that's, that's, i'm just like you know? huh that's a weird <laughs> interesting i'm holding back a uh, good story titanic titanic yes there's a uh, door um but you know I, I think it's just it's hard to sustain a story in a good way for like over 70 hours or whatever right yeah yeah i mean titanic and in that game i guess have one thing in common um shipwreck in both of them the main character likes women under 25. oh hey hey alina dicaprio joke <laughs> don't sue us please uh, i keep saying think... that on my feet and it it makes me laugh so hard mm. Also, thank you, everyone on Twitter who's just been cracking jokes for the last three days. Like it has also, taken me from a minty B to uh, like I'm okay what? now. A what? Mental a what? breakdown. Minty B. Uh, minty uh, B. Minty B. Okay. Yeah, what fucking Zoomer bullshit is that? <laughs> that is straight Zoomer minty bullshit. B. Fuck off. Like they're trying to like make a mental breakdown sound hip. Gross. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Like, well, it's you're making it's like it sound abysmally cool. depressing. So, like, let's, no, they're trying let's to like normalize it, it as being cool. That's horseshit. It's not it's good. True. Having a minty B is bad. Okay, kids. It, it sounds like you're having a minty B right pills. now. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. His entire brain just shut down. Just, He's like, "Oh God, so stupid." Boomer hears new Zoomer <laughs> phrase. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought for another person. Boomer. <laughs> That's why it's out of place. Uh, well, before they feel their age, uh, let's wrap this up before the. the uh, I was going to mention something about Dane Cook, but all right. Yeah, the march of time continues beyond this pod. So we're going to wrap it up here before you throw out a, a reference that no one outside of this pod will get, probably. Actually, he doesn't listen oh, to this the, far. The yeah. Oh, uh, I would say Dan Cook's making headlines like DiCaprio's making headlines for something very similar is all I'm saying. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the end of the Tech Rapper pod. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on and share it with a friend. Share, share our wonderful Xenoblade spoilers with your friends because they don't deserve the pain of playing through the game. Um, and without that, we will be back next week and we will see you then.